Met, the show for introverts by an introvert. I'm that introvert. I'm Charlotte T. Martin, better known as Charlotte the Writer on Instagram. Um, and at the top of the show here, I should say that <laughs> that tagline, a show for introverts by an introvert, I accidentally stole from the very person that I am talking to on today's episode. I had the pleasure of talking to Lisa Hurley this week, um, and she and her sister have a podcast called The Introvert Sisters, <laughs> where the tagline is, a show for introverts by introverts. Uh, so that's pretty funny. I'm so sorry, Lisa. I didn't know that until I was listening to your show, obviously in preparation for this conversation. Uh, again, luckily, you are super, super nice and kind and... Um, if you decide to sue me, I think that it would, even that would be a really pleasant process with you. So I look forward to it, I suppose. Some of these things you just can't help until they're happening. Um, another reason that I'm really excited for everyone to listen to this episode, and I know I say that every week, and it's because I mean it every week. Um, each conversation that I have really energizes me, which is amazing given my introversion. Um, but I'm really excited for you to listen to this because Lisa quickly turns the tables on our uh, sort of tacit roles on this show. It's a conversation show. It's, I don't like to think of it as an interview show. But of course, I do invite people on and I start with the questions and I kind of lead the conversation. Um, so you could say that I'm the host. But Lisa skillfully turns this right around about three and a half minutes into our conversation with what she calls auntie energy. And I don't know if any of you out there have been auntied recently, but I really think that you got to find somebody who's going to give you that auntie energy because it's magical, man. I have a lot of aunties, particularly on my mom's side. She's the youngest of 12. So I'm well aware of aunties and the energy that they bring to a room. Um, but I don't live near them, so it was really, really nice to get that auntie energy in this conversation. To that end, I want to say something a little bit personally scary. It's not really risky because I have faith in it, but in the spirit of self-advocating, this one's for you, Lisa. I, Charlotte T. Martin, have started a small business called Speak Easy Coaching. Uh, I sort of shrivel up at the word coaching, but it is what I intend to do. If you are somebody who feels nervous about public speaking and particularly nervous about public speaking on screen, now that everything is on screen, I am here to help. I went to acting school, as well you know, so I'm pretty good at presenting <laughs> and performing and uh, general comfort and ease in front of a camera. I see too many people feeling really nervous in front of a camera and their great ideas are not being well communicated just because they're nervous about seeing themselves on screen, hearing their own voice, whatever it is. So if that sounds like you, or you have a pitch coming up or a presentation coming up that you just want some practice and feedback about, please send me an email. You can go over to my website. It's a new tab. It's called Speak Easy Coaching. And I would love to hear from you. Um, my heart is racing. I'm having a little bit of a hard time breathing. <laughs> I know that advocating for myself is a is part of the gig here. Um, and Lisa, I just want to thank you. We didn't talk about it directly, but it was your auntie energy that gave me the courage to um, 
talk about that at the top of this show. So come pay me a visit on my website and let's make public speaking easy. Okay, without further ado, I am really excited for you to listen to this conversation with Lisa Hurley. Sorry, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Don't. Don't be sorry. This is all a part of it. I know this whole COVID world. And what's funny is that I do. First of all, hello, Lisa. I'm Charlotte. It's nice to meet you at last. And we can both hear each other. Hi, Charlotte. Lisa, nice to meet you. (laughs) I feel like I've started every single one of these episodes in the last. I mean, maybe the whole show. It's not a very old show. It's pretty young. Where I'm the first five to 20 minutes is me being like, I can't hear what you're saying. Let me just go and fix all these things. So have you, have you tried zoom instead? Yes. For one of the episodes, we switched over to zoom for another one. We did FaceTime. Mm -hmm. Um, and this is my first time using Facebook messenger. So maybe they'll sponsor the show after this. (laughs) They should actually, (laughs) they should, they should. Um, but I actually get all of those all of those companies to sponsor the show. They should, they're sponsoring all of 2020. I don't know why one little podcast would break the bank. Right. Um, exactly. <laughs> well, hello. It is such a pleasure to meet you. I've been a big fan for a long time. So this, my, this whole afternoon, I've been like anxiously checking my watch, like, Oh my God, I have to be there on time. Everything has to go smoothly. And then same, of course, <laughs> It didn't. So <laughs> it's not the way things go. It is what it is. You know, the thing is, is um, I, as you probably know, I, I also have a, have a podcast with my Two. sister. Two. Yeah. Yeah, right, right. And so, and so we start off our episode similarly <laughs> with like, there's 10 to 15 minutes of the lighting isn't right, the sound isn't right, change your mic. Yep. change your background, <laughs> all that stuff. It's just part of the, I think, the podcasting world. So, Oh, my God. Now it more is than what ever. It is. There is no judgment. Okay, well, thanks. I really appreciate that because <laughs> yeah. I was just on someone else's podcast. I was on um, the show called What's Your Secret? And the woman mm-hmm. who runs that, I mean, her whole thing is so sleek and professional. And, I was, and we wow. talked for quite a while at the beginning. I was like, I am having major imposter syndrome just being I mean I'm flattered to be on your show but like whoa this is all so awesome so yeah well you know the thing is is all of us are trying you know yeah and and I while I understand imposter syndrome we all experience that at one time or another Mm -hmm. but everybody started pretty much at some point from zero it's true yeah everybody everybody is or was quote unquote a nobody. Everybody started from nothing and is trying to climb their way up or yeah. move forward or whatever. And you know, so like, don't ever like, don't you know, dismiss yourself. Well, thank you. Oh no, this is gonna turn into you giving me a pep talk, which I like <laughs> always need. But <laughs> that's fine though. I have to admit that's um, I don't know if it is a good or bad quality. I guess depending on if people want advice or not. <laughs> I have the same quality. I can't, I think I, sorry, I don't mean to say what you're going to say. What were you going to say? No, 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 please go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, I kind of reflexively will start to give people either pep talks or just like advice they didn't ask for. And then I'm like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to (laughs) monologue at you. But sometimes it like, it like bubbles out. Yes. 
yeah, it bubbles out, you know, and and I think that's fine. And, okay, um, good, good. I I I am very sure that you and I of two are of two completely different generations, <laughs> and so I. <laughs> So I also I also have a little bit of anti mode. Okay. You know, you, you slip into anti mode very easily, apart from apart from the natural tendency to want to give advice anyway. I but, um, love yeah. that. I love that. I am not an aunt. I am nowhere near being an aunt. My I mean my brother's getting married, so we are walking in the right direction to me being an aunt, which is yeah, great. Or like yeah, all of my point. friends are starting to like Either they're, they just got married or they like are going to have their first kid soon. In fact, it just went to a virtual mm-hmm. baby shower today. Um, virtual what? baby shower. Very interesting. 2020. <laughs> 2020. <laughs> so I, you know, there have been you know, virtual weddings, virtual baby showers, virtual dinner parties, virtual ooh. everything. And... It's, it's a lot. It is a lot. It's, it's wonderful that the technology is here, like, you know, obviously for mm-hmm. us to be able to do this. For right, example, right, 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 right. It's, it's a great thing. But at the same time, it, I don't know. It's, it's just weird. It's weird. And even as someone, I'm an introvert like mm-hmm. you are, I believe. Oh, right? yes. Yeah, big time. <laughs> and so I get right. So I'm always a fan of, um, <laughs> I like my own company. I like my own yep. space and all of that. <laughs> Uh, I do. I do love my people, my circle, mm-hmm. my my tribe, so to speak. Um, but yeah, all of the you know the the connecting, the constant connecting is yeah. a lot, and doing it virtually is weird because I do prefer to connect in person. Yeah, if, well, being you know, in person. Yeah, but this is where we are. Right. Being in person allows yeah. you the the even the the like nanosecond pauses of coming back to yourself and being like, okay, I'm by myself but there mm-hmm. is something about being on screen that's just kind of inherently performative and as introverts it is. it's like our ultimate it is. nightmare <laughs> so to be yeah, yeah, yeah. performative on tap Ooh. well this is what this is what i wanted to one one of the things i wanted to ask you yeah because i don't know what your experience has been like doing your podcast for, mm-hmm. for me doing mine um and my sister and i do video as well as audio oh cool we, 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 we are trying to we're trying to push ourselves it does not come naturally <laughs> we are entirely uncomfortable the entire time that's <laughs> then you're on the right track but, probably <laughs> but you know we're trying to push ourselves so I was um curious about the premise of your show which mm-hmm. I I just I love the I love the title Thanks. I love what I believe the premise I love what I believe the premise is but I would like to hear from you what was your thinking behind it and how did you as an introvert? even decide to come up with, okay, let me go and talk to strangers. Yeah. Um, I guess yeah. kind of the same thing that you feel, which is like, I got to do something uncomfortable in this quarantine. Cause mm-hmm. I, I'm, I mean, just like you said, I am pretty comfortable with my own company and like my books and mm-hmm. I write a lot. So like, I feel like nothing has really changed. And I also, I should mention, right. I work at a bookstore. So, and we have not, we were closed for many months but now we're open again to a right. few customers at a time. So I feel, first of all, lucky that I'm still employed. And B, mm-hmm. or what did I say? Did I say A? Oh, God. Or anyway, secondly, um, <laughs> that that <laughs> job... We can, we, can do, we can do numbers and letters. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you want. And then also next afterward, um, mm-hmm. that that job requires 
personal interaction safely from a distance with masks so that I guess what I'm discovering is that I am a little bit more, I don't even know if it's extroverted. I just think that as an introvert, you, okay, the difference being an introvert, you get your energy or you replenish your energy from being alone Mm -hmm. or from being quiet or still or what have you. And I find that it's kind of like I have, it's like I drank too much coffee and I start to get a little anxious about like, all right, I'm replenished. Now I got to go like get rid of it <laughs> somehow <laughs> um, or else I'm going to explode or something. And mm-hmm. I'm also, I also started to get nervous that when this ends, because all things end, um, yes, they do. I'm going to forget how to talk to people. <laughs> Um, outside of like the bookstore context and like meeting yeah. people is already hard as an adult and like making new friends is very difficult and uh, it's so hard yeah it is so hard and like how do you strike the balance between being um, forthcoming and vulnerable but also like keeping some mm-hmm. level of boundaries up um, yes so that's a long answer to your short question, which is I did this long podcast. Long answers are great. <laughs> <laughs> I started this podcast completely selfishly so that I could have the practice and the absolute pleasure of meeting new people while we are all cooped up in our that's, goldfish bowls everywhere. I I applaud you because <laughs> I, whew, I I couldn't I couldn't what you're doing. <laughs> Well, you are doing it. You're doing it right now. No, no, but this is good. And and the thing is, is that you and I have, yes, we have never met. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have um, interacted on Instagram, Mm -hmm. right? A a little bit. Uh, So there's there's some level, I don't know, it's weird about social media, like it creates a a familiarity. That is not, I I think it's like partially real, partially not, but at Mm -hmm. least like you feel like you have a bond with the person. Absolutely. A little bit of a bond, but to but to genuinely, repeatedly sign myself up for having conversations. <laughs> <laughs> I am like I I I, I hat, hats off, kudos to you. Well, I thanks. Think I think it's incredibly brave. Thank you. Do it. Thank you. I mean, we'll see how long yeah. it lasts. <laughs> if I'll burn out on on that, but so far so good. It has actually been a wonderful. Um, Mm -hmm. like I said, outlet for some of that pent up introvert energy. And what I'm finding out is that, um, especially right now in a time where we have a pandemic, there's obviously much long time coming, like civil unrest happening that I'm so excited about and want to be participating in. But I'm all, then there's again, Mm -hmm. the pandemic of like, I want to make sure I'm keeping myself and my family and my community safe and healthy. How can we, how can I do this? Um, mm. and so with all of that, plus an election coming up, it is so nice to learn something new and get actual new information in my sphere that doesn't come from the news yes. and doesn't come from the internet. Yes. Um, yes, yes. I, I, I feel you on that. Yeah. 100%. Uh, and it yeah. doesn't even have to be like politically related. In fact, I kind of like when it's not. <laughs> and I just learn about other people's experience of the world right now because everyone is having a mm-hmm. really vulnerable personal time, no matter where they are. No matter where they are. I mean, 2020 has just sort of ripped away every facade of everything. Yep. 
every person, um, every structure, mm -hmm. and we're all trying to readjust and rebuild, and it is a lot. It, it is. is a lot. And so I do understand the desire for sometimes something a little bit lighter, mm -hmm. maybe a little <laughs> bit easier to digest, you know, um, and you know, your podcast for you, that's one of the ways that you're mm -hmm. doing that, like just talking to people and having, you know, doing chit chat. That's, that's awesome. One, one of my ways is just, I've honestly been binging on really bad shows. <laughs> I wanted to talk to you about I this. I don't even want to, I don't even want to say what they are yeah. because like, it's, it's so too bad. Because I already know what one of them is and I want to know all about it from you because I listened to your podcast and you were talking about... Oh my gosh, which one? Which... which, which okay, uh, which, I listened to a lot of them. Which the pleasure show with that you want to hear about? I listened to a few episodes of the Introvert Sisters. I didn't get to Thank your you. second podcast. Oh my gosh, it is such a delight. I, I just oh. love it. You both have... First of all, I mean, not to like be totally superficial, but you both, you and your sister, have such lovely accents to listen to. I went to acting Thank school. You. I'm a big accent ophile, so like, oh my God... I will also say I'm Thank you. I'm very nervous that I'm going to do that really embarrassing thing where I start speaking with your accent because I'm like listening Please to you. Please do. <laughs> I, do it, I do it to people all the time. And I um, see now again, back onto the anti-mode things. You yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing, you also get to a point where it's like, what are, what are people going to tell me? <laughs> because it's like, like okay, I'm going to do it. And they're going to be like, oh, you know, bless your heart. We'll forgive her. <laughs> It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing to it do is that. What it is. <laughs> I went to, I traveled to Scotland many, now it feels like many years ago. And of all the accents in the world, that's one of my favorites. And I had to I really, uh, even though I have no idea what anyone from Glasgow is saying 97% of the time, it's like, I know it's English, but it isn't. I don't know what but you yet said. Yet not. But yet yeah. not. <laughs> Because the thing is, is like their vowel sounds are so multifaceted. Oh my God! Yeah, they they take like the letter O, and somehow there's like three different vowel sounds. Every vowel is a three D sound somehow. It's yeah. very bizarre, but so it is. so and amazing. Lovely. Okay, but wait, you're not gonna get out of this because. <laughs> I listened Darn to the episode about, um, I can't remember the title of it, but it was, I think it was like a number of right. ways that introverts something. But what was so right? uh, memorable to me was you're talking about, your sister's talking about like all of these, all of these things that she's working on right now. She's like writing and speaking and guests, like, and teaching. Yeah. And a million things. I mean, <laughs> you downplay it because you're like, wow, I haven't done any of that, which is not true because I know because I looked you up on the internet that you are very busy <laughs> and very prolific. So don't sell yourself well, short. Thank you. Let me just auntie you from a generation <laughs> later. <laughs> thank you. Please um, do. But reverse, reverse, reverse anti <laughs> work. That, that works fine. Like annoying little cousin. Uh, but you were talking about how you've been watching a lot of Netflix and the show that you seemed most excited about was Indian matchmaking. Can you tell me about that show as someone who has not watched it? I, well, I didn't. I had heard about it. Uh huh. And thought, as I do for about many uh, Netflix shows, I thought, there's no way <laughs> that I'm going to watch this. <laughs> I don't know. 
somehow it turned from there's no way to like I could not stop watching, <laughs> and I, I couldn't couldn't stop. Mm-hmm. And part of it part of it is a little bit of you know that sort of in some cases like you know watching a car crash happen. Sure. Like, oh, yeah. Not going to end well. There's a little bit of that, but actually a lot of it was really positive. Mm-hmm. And it was obviously getting to know a little bit more about that culture of um, of matchmaking that yeah. you sort of hear, you're not within that culture, you're not from that culture, you know it exists. Mm-hmm. Um, and frankly, probably a lot of people who are not of that culture judge, not in a good way, mm-hmm. um, you know, the entire process. So it was good to learn about that and see how it actually functions. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the thing is, I was like, okay, but I'm not, I'm not mad at this at all. I thought it would be, <laughs> I thought it would be because again, it's, it's foreign to me, Yeah. but the whole process of, um, okay, you know, typically, you know, you meet someone, you know, you go to a bar, you go, whatever, you just mm-hmm. randomly meet somebody and it kind of is a crapshoot as to, okay, is it going to work? Is it not going to work? Completely. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, sorry, if, if, should I have said that word? I apologize. Oh no! Oh my gosh! Feel it's free. It, it crapshoot is totally fine. Okay, okay. This isn't a podcast for kids. Okay, okay. So good. So yeah, it's a, it's a little bit of a gamble. And although the matchmaking process, any with entering into any relationship, is going to be a gamble, but if you can game the system a little bit in your favor, yeah, that helps. And so I thought. Okay, great. Why not have an auntie, as she was called, the, mm-hmm. the star of the show, whose name I'm forgetting right now, but all of the guests, all of her, not guests, you know what I mean. Clients? All of the people yeah. that she was matchmaking. Mm-hmm. Clients, thank you. All of the clients were um, c- called her auntie, so mm-hmm. which I, I thought was wonderful. Yeah, you know, oh, that's so it was, sweet. It was, it was so sweet, mm-hmm. so sweet. Um, but yeah, so she did background, well, literal background checks. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Which, you know, like, I don't know if you've ever had, like, um, a really sketchy, <laughs> a really sketchy uh, romantic experience, but some relationships you look back on, you're like, yeah, background check would have been a would've good, been a good idea. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> exactly. So she, you know, she does these background checks. She does um, what they call a, a bio data, which is, short, I think, for biographical data. Mm. So you know who their parents are, what their family background is like, their religion, because there are so many, mm-hmm. um, right? What religion they are, whether they have been previously married, all, all that sort of stuff, and try to take away some of the stuff that potentially could cause friction. Huh. Because the thing is, is in relationships, right, there's always going to be friction. True. The, the, the key, the key is, the key is to can you minimize it mm-hmm. from the outset, right? Mm-hmm. If you know, I, I don't know. Um, trying to think of something. Okay, something personally for me. Mm-hmm. I hope I'm not um, offending anybody. But for example, I don't, I don't, I don't smoke. Mm-hmm. I don't mind if people smoke. I grew up around smokers. It does not bother me ideologically, but mm-hmm. I don't smoke. Um, therefore, I know that a deal breaker for me would be to be with someone who smokes. Right. Right. And so instead of, let's say, you know, you meet somebody and you discover too far down the road because they've, they've hidden it because oh, whatever, <laughs> that they're a smoker. And then you spend, you spend, you know, years of the relationship fighting about fighting about the smoking, mm-hmm. 
you know, they're trying to hide it, you're trying to get them to stop, all that back and forth. Like that is potentially an, a huge area of friction, for example, mm-hmm. right? And so why not from the outset just say, okay, well, That's you know, not I'm work. not, I'm just not going, I'm just not going to do that yeah. because that is just cutting away one protect, one potential issue that you you and your partner could be arguing about forever right? yeah for for a long forever. time anyway yeah yeah because the thing the thing is is that um my experience has been that it often is not the huge things mm. that break the uh that that, that uh, sort of break the the camel's back in a relationship Huh. Some, sometimes, sometimes are huge things. Sometimes, right? <laughs> che- cheating or whatever is huge. I'm not trying to right, yeah. you know things like that are huge, right? Um, or you know, he shows up with or he or she, you know, they show up with a whole different family. That's huge. Right? Oh my god, yeah, that would be. It's not not small. Don't ignore that. Just don't anyone listening, that. if that has happened to you recently, don't ignore that. <laughs> yeah, that, is, that is all of the red flags in one. All of them. Yeah, but what it is is, you know, it's it's going to sound petty, but it's the petty little things, you know. Mm-hmm. If you do not like how somebody chews their food, oh my god, it's so much smaller than even I was thinking. <laughs> but what were you thinking? What were you thinking? I was thinking about. Well, maybe it's not small. Maybe it will seem small to you, but to me, it's like if. Um, let, let me think. Actually, I did date a woman once who was a smoker, and I did ignore it for a long time because I was 22, and I was like, I can change her. Yeah, right? you can't. <laughs> so, okay, right, you can. You can, um, and it's okay. Yeah, there was another... Yeah. Oh, my gosh, wait, okay. I The same woman was gluten-free by choice. She didn't, to my knowledge, have celiac disease or anything, which is fine by itself, but then it turned mm-hmm. into, I would want a piece of pizza... And she'd be like, why are you eating that? I can't eat that. And I was like, that's dumb. Uh, (laughs) I like pizza and I like me and I like to make me happy with pizza. And this seems dumb. I mean, you see, that's the thing. It's like, okay, I am um, vegan. Uh Uh-huh. Um, mainly, mainly actually for health reasons, again, Mm -hmm. to do with my eyes. Hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, but listen, my I first of all, I grew up as an omnivore, mm-hmm. right? And grew up in the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. So you better believe every Christmas <laughs> it was it was the biggest ham. Yeah. Baked for, every meat. Uh huh. Every every meat, everything baked. Yum. Right. Yes. Um, so you know that's what I grew up around, and my that's how my family still eats, and that is fine. Mm-hmm. I do not require everybody in my life to become vegan. Right. You know, or whatever. Right. That's, that's a lot, right? It, it's a lot. You want to eat pizza sometimes. Yes. Right. And it's not like I was eating it. Sorry, I just got worked up about this past relationship moment of the pizza where I was just like, I'm not eating it in front of you, like, maliciously. I'm right? just eating it because I'm hungry and I like pizza. I'm pretty sure she doesn't listen to this podcast, so I think we're good. But that is just so good. So that's maybe not such a petty thing. What's another like really petty thing? But if she is listening. But if she is, and you know who you Let are, people eat their pizza. <laughs> <laughs> please, please. Also, because right. I myself not a fan of gluten-free foods for the most part. Mm. There are some mm. that are quite good, but like I'm not spending any more time thinking about gluten-free anything. Um, no. Yeah, 
But the petty things like chewing their food, is that something personally you've experienced? <laughs> thankfully, no. Thankfully, no. Uh-huh. Um, but but I, I'm trying to think of some other examples because that was super, super. Oh, wait. Wait. I have, I have one. I have one. I have one. Go, go, go. Tell me. You know, do you watch the show Black Mirror? I have not. Oh. That is on my list. I know. I know. I know. I know. No, I'm Don't not judging me. you. I want to. I'm not judging you. I'm to. jealous of you because that... I am a big sci-fi nerd. I love that kind of stuff. Oh my gosh! Well, anyway, this gives away nothing. Um, oh, it's I'm, fine. I'm so glad that the you're going to watch I, this. What happens is I have an what is apparently an older TV. <laughs> I know you I didn't know. know. <laughs> it looks it it looks modern, uh-huh. but apparently, <laughs> but Netflix does not agree, and so Netflix tells me that my hardware. Can oh my gosh! Really? It actually sends you that message? I thought it just, like, wasn't compatible and wasn't working, but no, it's... T- Lisa, it's time to get a new TV. <laughs> it, it works fine. Like, look, if I cannot watch... If, if Black Mirror is the only thing I can't watch, I'm good. <laughs> there will be other ways. Okay, well, if you, if you find out you can't watch Black Mirror, you can always call me, and I will just narrate each episode to you. Um <laughs> I'm a big fan. But anyway, there's a part, there's one where it's like futuristic dating app and one of the characters gets paired up with this guy who every time he takes a sip of any liquid, water, like wine, whatever, he goes, he sips it and then he goes, "Ah." and you can tell that it annoys her from the get go. And then like a year or something later, she's super annoyed about it. So let's run with that example. Yep. (laughs) Is I'm telling you, it's stuff like that. Like one day you like, can't take not it. literally, but you look at them and you're like, oh my gosh, if you blink your eyes that way one more time, <laughs> <laughs> those are the things. Like you know, okay, if somebody if somebody is ill, uh-huh. right, you or has an accident, you take them to the hospital. Your door is supposed to do. You bring them home. You take care <laughs> of them. Those are the big things that. Mm-hmm. You know, you hope, hopefully, at least, people are going to do the right thing and know, mm-hmm. know to do the right thing and do it. Mm-hmm. It's the little tiny things that are like, it's the thousand little pin pricks of oh death. Oh, my God. Yeah, that you have to try to minimize, you know? <laughs> oh, my God. Know. I hope my parents' marriage can survive both of their snoring. They both <laughs> independently will tell me and my brother... Uh, your your mom or your dad, their their snoring is just out of control, and I don't know how many times both my brother and I have been like, "You both have a problem. Get the strips or like see an acupuncture. Do something about do something. it." <laughs> that's too funny. Um, my mom does listen to this show, so I'm gonna hear about uh, that. But that's uh that's fine. I've said it to her face a million times. She she already knows. She, she knows. knows. She's aware. Um, I have a question for you about, you have referenced now a couple of times, uh, your eyes and I read on your website. Um, again, Mm -hmm. I looked you up on the internet. Um, it's uveitis, itis. What is it called? Uveitis. Uveitis. Um, it's uveitis and and photophobia. And so uveitis is the, it's inflammation of the uvea or the front Oh. part of the eye, basically. Interesting. And um, photophobia is kind of what it sounds like, light, light sensitivity, uh-huh. right? You are not afraid and of light. It, it all, <laughs> I am not afraid of light. <laughs> you know, a lot of words, speaking of it, because I know you're a word person, a I lot am. of words that have phobia mm-hmm. after them 
they're they're kind of misnomers mm-hmm. because it's not they're not actually describing a fear, but you know. Interesting. That that we could go down that rabbit hole very easily, but um, but yes. Why not? But anyway, photophobia but, is a sensitivity to light. And so how it came how it came to pass mm-hmm. is that I had um, a version of laser surgery. It was not LASIK, mm-hmm. uh, but it's similar. It's called uh, PRK surgery. And I had that because I was having really bad migraines. Uh-huh. Um, this is a super condensed version of the story. Sure. One day I, I woke up and uh, I couldn't see out of my left eye. Super scary. Mm-hmm. And I decided, okay, maybe I need to do something. And part of the issue was that my eyes weren't adjusting properly to my new glasses. Oh. And I kept going back and forth to um, the, you know, the company who shall remain nameless, but whatever. <laughs> I am still not happy with. Oh my God, if but lips okay. could kill, they'd be dead right now. From They're not even on this call. <laughs> But anyway, so I couldn't get my glasses adjusted and I thought, okay, well, let me have this surgery because I won't have to wear glasses. Sure. And life being life, mm-hmm. um, it kind of, like, I can see really well, mm-hmm. you know, I can pick out like a pin, you know, <laughs> ten, 10 yards away, but it did leave me with inflammation, which is the uveitis, inflammation of the eye mm-hmm. and photophobia as well. And um, so I wear sunglasses most of the time. It's it's better now than it was when I first got the surgery, mm-hmm. but it still is not um, good. Yeah. And so I wear sunglasses. I used to wear sunglasses in the house at all times. Wow. Now now they're you know I can um, you know kind of get around for the most part mm-hmm. uh, without the sunglasses. But like if I go into the kitchen and the sunlight blitz on the faucet. Like it's it's just it's not good. Wow. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly yeah. that face. That is that that is exactly how it feels. Well, it just feels painful and ouch and. Yeah, and I imagine. Yeah, yeah for our listeners, for our listeners, it's um, it's, it's the it's the wincing face. It's the face. <laughs> yeah. oh, Serious oh, wince. Ouch! This hurts. Ouch! This hurts. Well, I can imagine. <laughs> I mean, thanks for sharing. First of all, I'm just very curious, and I hope I didn't overstep by asking. Um, not at all. No, no, no. But. You mentioned having migraines, and when you talk about the glinting of light, I can imagine it might even set off migraines or like just that it sharp feeling. That before. Of, oh yeah. God. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Do you have you ever had a migraine or? A couple of times. Um, yeah. I guess a few now in my life. Um, yeah, I remember the I remember clear as day the first time I had one. Mm. Was it, you'll love this as somebody who has had a migraine. Um, trigger warning, I'm about to talk about migraines, so skip if you don't want to hear about it. Um, right. I was in high school. I was on the JV volleyball team, and part of our job was we had to stick mm-hmm. around for the varsity team and run the scoreboard. And for whatever reason, in our draconian gymnasium, running the scoreboard <laughs> meant you had to be sitting next to the scoreboard. Um, and in volleyball, there are lots of buzzer sounds so I'm up there with my team we're like supposed to be doing our homework and running the scoreboard um high school is so weird (laughs) oh I love thinking about it um so we're up there 
and that it was the first thing was like my vision started to close in and I just thought like oh I'm dehydrated because like we just played this game maybe I didn't drink enough water so I'm drinking water that's not helping Mm. or it's not immediately helping then I'm starting to like feel shaky and again still thinking this is just dehydration um but by this point, my vision is like binoculars. I can't see any, like above, below, and I have no peripheral vision. And then the buzzer, of Whoa. course, is going on behind, like on my head. And it was so loud. I, I thought it was dying. I mean, I think a lot of people say that when they first have experienced migraine. I thought yeah. that my brain was like explode, like going to mm-hmm. pop my skull off. So I, cr- I go downstairs. Luckily, my mom was there for some reason. Um, mm. I don't know why she stuck around, but I, like, crawled up the bleachers to her. Oh. I must have looked like the girl from The Ring because I was sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> um, just, like, pale, pale, pale. I mean, as pale oh, as man. I can get. And crying and, like, again, the dehydration was probably at play, so mm. my, my <laughs> mouth was probably, like baring Uh its teeth and she's like what's happening to you Um, and to my knowledge neither of my parents has ever had a migraine so she was like I don't know what to do for you so she for some reason my dad arrived he this is all kind of a blur he drove Mm -hmm. me home I was like maybe the wind from opening the window will feel good no it felt like knives on my skin and then I tried to take a shower. I literally curled up in the tub in the fetal position. It was like the water on my skin feels like acid. I just, everything's so sensitive. Hypersensitive. Oh yeah. yeah. Big time. Um, and then, oh, poor, poor little 15 year old Charlotte. I just want to, I just want (laughs) to hold her hand. (laughs) Because then I was like, she needs, she needs a hug. She needs a, she hug. Needs a <laughs> hug, and she needs to be told, no, don't put your ear pods in to listen to music to fall asleep. That's gonna make it so much more painful. So like, Worse. the absolute dark and silence, as now I know, was what mm-hmm. I needed. But like, I kept trying to self-soothe right. with other things, and I, <laughs> poor yeah. girl. Well, that's what you know. You know that you 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 grow up, you know, thinking, okay, if, if you know, if this happens, mm-hmm. then I need to do. I need this external thing yeah, yep. to, to help me help me feel better as opposed to just sort of being with yourself and yeah. and um, removing all stimuli. Like that's not how any of us are trained. Yeah. So, yeah. Totally. Well, and wow. I think in a mer- sounds- Yep, wind space. Huge wind space. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was terrible. Oh my gosh. And then, and then I remember feeling similarly when I had not the same physical symptoms, but the same like revelation of, Oh, I'm having a mm. panic attack. This is, I've mm. heard about this. This is terrible. I don't know if you suffer from anxiety or panic. I was, I was about to ask you, uh, girl, that's <laughs> a, a whole nother episode. Here we go. Let's do it. <laughs> but, but, um, yeah, I, I think I do. Mm. <laughs> Let's find out. I think, I think everybody in my life would agree. Okay. <laughs> Yes. You know, I've all, you know, I am that person that has, you know, you're too sensitive. Mm. Like my, my tears are always right here, whether happy or sad, whether oh. happy or sad, mm-hmm. all the emotions are always right here. 
ready at any moment to burst out. <laughs> and you never know which one it's going to be. In, hyper, in, their, in their hyperbolic <laughs> glory. Right? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So when when did you realize that you have um, anxiety, or when when was the? If you don't mind me asking. Oh, I don't mind at all. This is my this is okay. my thing. I love talking about my anxiety. It's the way that I good. deal with it. <laughs> good. Good. Um, good. When did I notice? Um, gosh, uh, what a good question. Because now I know that I've had it forever, um, but I didn't right. realize that that's what it was until. Gosh, um, okay, I'm taking a long time to answer this question because it is layered. Uh, I yep, realize okay. that I have... We love layers. <laughs> ongoing anxiety, mm-hmm. probably like three years ago when I started going to therapy um, mm-hmm. because I would just kind of talk about my day and my my thoughts, and my therapist was like, you are anxious, <laughs> say it with me and I was like oh really not everyone feels like this all the time uh and no they don't I learned which is amazing especially given the state of the world right now although now I think Uh probably everybody (laughs) is suffering from a little circumstantial anxiety I was literally just starting to uh, like draft something on Mm -hmm. that topic Mm -hmm. um about you know the mental health impact of oh my God. everything that's happening. Yes, yeah. immediately yeah. and down the line too. Somebody just said yeah. to me the other day, "What is it going to be like when kinder today's kindergartners, you know, eighteen years from now, even three mm-hmm. years from now, when they have re-entered a, an actual or what we know as an actual school setting? Yeah, what is it going to be like for them just suddenly having to deal with the?" social side and interpersonal mm-hmm. side of their education and their growth mm-hmm. is going to be a bumpy ride to say the least. Right. Um, and then when kids who were in school and knew they were in school and are now in virtual mm-hmm. school, when they are adults, like how is that going to, and I'm not even talking about their, like the gaps in their education that they are certainly going to experience, but like Absolutely. The social Because let me tell you, because the parents, bless their hearts. It's hard enough. Don't, <laughs> don't, know, don't know what they're doing. And I don't mean that in a bad way. They're not supposed no, yeah. to know what they're doing because most of them were not trained as teachers. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So it is not, it's no indictment of them. But no, that's not, that's not their thing. They don't know what they're doing. They're pr- and those who have mu- multiple children mm-hmm. in multiple schools, Multiple ages, at, at, at multiple yeah. ages, yeah, and, and stages. It's like, what, what do you do? And and a job. Yep. And unfortunately, you know, honestly speaking, we're still at the stage where you know, if you are the woman, mm-hmm. you have all of the say, right household. unpaid, unpaid, unacknowledged labor yep. of keep just keeping everything moving. Well, and keeping and your cool. everybody fed. Yep. And fed and watered and alive. And yeah. that's your role in addition to everything else. Right. And I think, I mean, I would like to think that most fathers in mother-father households are stepping up to the plate. But as you said, unfortunately, we are in a time where that has to be probably explicitly discussed. Um, yes. And something Which I think... Ridiculous. But, ridiculous. Yeah. Um, something that's probably not being discussed, uh, and we can discuss here, is the emotional labor of being of steadying the ship where wherever that ship is i mean i think without talking about it we all expect that it's going to be whoever the woman is near mm-hmm. 
coming to a woman nearest you, <laughs> whatever yeah, yeah. that is. And it's like it's, funny. We kind of accept it socially or culturally that like mommy has her wine hour where she talks to the other moms about these problems. And it's like, well, it shouldn't. First of all, I have a problem with like mommy wine hours. First of all, why do you only get an hour? Secondly, <laughs> why can you only talk to other moms? Because it should be a parenting thing. Just parent, regardless of gender or family that, structure. That like It should be. It should be. It should oh, be. But it is not. It, it is, is not. not. And I honestly, I don't know when we are going to get there. Because, yeah. you know, like it's, it's been decades and generations at this point, And we, I feel like we, you know, we, we women of millennia. Yeah. <laughs> of all time. Fight, <laughs> fight. And it just, it just, you make a little bit of progress and then, you know, you, you go 10, 10 feet back and it yeah. is incredibly frustrating. I don't know. I don't know when it's ever going to change. Yeah. I mean, I have, I have, I am seeing more and more, not, you know, it's anecdotally on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, your, your friend, one's friends mm-hmm. tend to be like one. Mm-hmm. And so therefore, fortunately, um, you know, I'm seeing a lot of dads on my Facebook in my Facebook group that are, that step up as a matter of course and not even step up is actually the wrong term because they're they're just step up implies step that in. they are yeah right that they are um sort of like a pinch hitter <laughs> you know, like they're, they're fully, right yeah but they fully they have fully entered into the role from the beginning and are 100 percent um they're equal partners yes yeah um right but i know that they're in the minority yeah i know that they are and yeah the the Speaking of emotional and mental health impacts, uh, you know, due to COVID, women especially, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, yeah. <laughs> what is there to say? The burden, yeah. the burden, the burden is so intense. Yes. And, um, you know, I don't think anybody, I don't think people are really listening. I don't think people are listening. I don't think people understand or want to understand because in the, the once you understand something, hopefully it requires of you mm-hmm. that you are going to make changes yeah. based on your new understanding and knowledge. Mm-hmm. But of course, change is uncomfortable, right? What? I've so never I, heard that. I love change. I'm changing every day. But it's like the whole it's like the whole racism thing. You know, yep. it's um, I was just gonna say people. <laughs> right? People don't want to change because why, you know, why are you going to change something? Like if you are quote unquote at the top, right? right? If you were, if you are kingpin or queenpin or whatever, mm-hmm. gender pin, right? <laughs> A ruler <laughs> pin. <laughs> person pin. <laughs> ruler pin. Why are you going to change that? Because power feels amazing. Yeah. Why are you going to give up that? Right? We are never going to give that up. And so it's, it's a, it's a similar thing. Like why, why? Our dads, you know, the, the, the dads that are not doing what they should do, mm-hmm. the partners that are not doing what they should do. Uh, why are they going to? They're like, no, I'm going to go out and hunt and gather in the in the modern way, and come back home and right. Big eye oh, roll from Charlotte. Is, I wish you could have seen the eye roll. That was the best eye roll ever. That's hilarious. I get that from my mom. <laughs> My friend and I say, I'm rolling my eyes so hard. I have to go to the hospital. Like, <laughs> it's, it's 
all the way back in my skull. All the way back. <laughs> all the way back. Yeah, it's like you know they're you know they they just want to go do um, some hunting and gathering and come back home and have provisions. You know, be served. Be served. Yep. Yeah. And waited upon. Totally. And be, be greeted, be greeted by the excited kids and, you know. Yeah. Well, I think there's a really kids. strong parallel between what you're talking about, Ray, like family structure mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Just, and cultural structure in America anyway, around mm-hmm. racism where yes. women of color and particularly black women, the, again, the burden is the emotional burden of Uh telling everybody that it's going to be okay is put on, I mean, you are a black woman on you Uh and Uh (laughs) all other black American women and black women all over the earth. And I, it's a, it's a lot. It is a lot. It is a lot. It's too much. um, you know, it's, it's, yes, it's on black women. It's on women of color, but yes, you are right. It, a lot of the burden is on specifically black women. That is true. Yeah. And, um, you know, <laughs> just my personal experience. I mean, you would, you would have from listening to a little bit of the podcast, you would have probably picked up personality differences between myself and my sister. Mm-hmm. Right. So she is the ultimate big sis and is on top of everything at all times. Uh-huh. <laughs> It's just what she is, right? <laughs> I am always like this close, you know, this far away from a meltdown because everything is too hard. <laughs> it's too much. It's too much. Whatever shall I do? Where's my fainting couch? Right? <laughs> and so, you know, we're both, um, as you are, right? Mm-hmm. With, with your writing, um, you know, we're both using our writing to do our part. That's part yes, of our activism. Yeah. yeah. Right? But the difference is, is that she somehow was found and she she's beginning she's she's feeling the pressure mm. she just handles it better but she definitely is feeling the pressure mm-hmm. right i can't handle as much pressure as as she can mm-hmm. and you know i i haven't written anything major in like a month and a half which Whoa. is a long time for me because because it's it's just i'm i'm over, entirely overwhelmed the burden Absolutely. is too much and then of course you know I don't know if you've experienced any censorship, have you? Censorship how? Of of your of your posts of like on Instagram of your from Instagram content. or like social censorship. Yeah, generally and any kind. Instagram has not come in to censor it, but um, I've definitely had like trolls come in yes. and be like, "How dare you say this?" Blah blah blah. Yeah. Which yeah. secretly tells me I'm on the right track. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Trolls, listen. You know, back in the day, they would talk about well, everybody needs haters. So, you know, if you if you have haters, that means you're doing amazing. But yeah. it was so corny. But it's kind of true. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I love the stuff that you write. Oh gosh, I thanks. know this is a complete segue. I know we we like took up. <laughs> I, I, I'm tr- I was trying to remember how I first even came across you. I cannot remember. Eh. Um, Instagram, maybe they recommended. But the point is, is, is that I, I discovered your stuff somehow. And just the, I was intrigued by the format. I'm like, oh, yay. <laughs> tiny, tiny little, I don't know if to call them screenplays or scenes, or I don't know what to, I don't Me know. Me neither. Them. Everybody calls or, them a different I thing. Like, I was like, are they vignettes? I'm like, okay, well, maybe Great the vignette word. is like you actually 
the vignette happens when it's actually on when it's being staged. <laughs> Is it a vignette when it's on the page? I don't know. Sure. These are questions I wanted to ask you. <laughs> wow. Um, I don't know. People call them all different things. I call them screenplays yeah. because they're in a screenplay format. Exactly. Um, yeah. I don't know if they're long enough to be scenes. Sometimes they are. Um, yeah. But which is remarkable. It had. I mean, yeah. I am a screenwriter first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But now I'm kind of like moving into this world of. Um, I really like. I don't really consider myself an activist with a capital A yet. But I like to write this work that is functional and is like a useful tool and not just yes. simply decoration. I think it's nice that it's yes. also decoration. But um, decoration, decoration is nice, but it's yeah. good to have a balance. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what was your question? Oh, screenplay. Uh, yeah, I'm so glad that you like the format because I when I started that whole thing a year ago or whatever, a year and a half. Yeah. I was nervous that it was going to turn people off because they'd be like, eh, reading on Instagram, that's not what I came here for. But it's easy to read, and that's why I like it. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's bite-sized, it's yes, snackable. Right. And snackable, I, I, don't, I love I that. I know, yes. yes. <laughs> Those are like, the, like business terms that people use, you know, when talking about content. Make it, you know, use bullets and make it snackable. And I usually don't like the term, but actually it is perfect. That is perfect. I'm the Lunchables of Instagram. Yes. Well, you know, it's just it's just such a, a lovely, original format for for Instagram. Thanks. Thank but you. But the other, of course, there are other writers, there are other mm-hmm. people that mainly post um, text, mm-hmm. uh, but it's not in that format. So that's that's your sweet spot. That makes it original. It stands out from everything else. And I enjoy it. I'm like, thank you. Where's, where's it going next? <laughs> like, I'm all within just that little square, and it is just so entertaining. Oh gosh, informative. I love it. Well, love it. Love it. Love it. I'm a big fan. Thank you. Thanks so much. I, for yeah. one, I mean, there are a lot of um, anti-racist materials and accounts to follow mm-hmm. out there, and yours mm-hmm. has been one of my favorites for oh, one thank you. for real. I mean, for. One particular reason that um, I feel very passionate about, which is that you infuse joy into all of your work, and particularly like black joy, which I think is something that in this conversation we're having gets lost immediately. That like, well, black people or or BIPOC people Mm -hmm. can only write about the pain and suffering of being in this demographic or women, the same thing, or queer people, same thing. But like, oh my gosh, all your pictures from Afropunk are just to die for. Uh, Thank you so much. But then outside of just the photo, like, or photos, yeah, your writing brings, first of all, your personality, which is delightful and scintillating, but also like just a feeling of joy that there is something not just to fight against, but there is something to be fighting for and something yes. better to be working for than the like yes. quagmire we're stuck in right now, which is, yes. Thank you. Oh my gosh. You are welcome. And thank you for creating you. it all. <laughs> no, the thing is, is I'm, I'm so happy to, um, hear the response from I, I don't know how to explain it. You know, it's like like you said. You know how you said your mom 
you know your mom listens to your podcast <laughs> she does my hey, mom, mom. Is the same way so and we we speak we speak daily mm-hmm. and so she's always like oh i love this i love that you know but it's which is which is great and i appreciate it of course mm-hmm. but you know that's part of the mom role of course <laughs> it, 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 it's genuine it is genuine don't get me wrong but that you know that's what moms do yeah right they build you up they build you up and so to hear it from somebody um, who does with whom I don't have that relationship mm-hmm. to hear that the what I'm trying to communicate is actually being communicated oh, yeah. because you know you yeah. send it out you send it out you don't know what's being received mm-hmm. right and so thank you for letting me know that it is resonating in the way that I hoped it would it because is. yeah you know I get tired of I get tired of just the the, the darkness and the heaviness yeah. of everything it's just it's too much. And yeah, sometimes, you know what? I want to go to the beach. I want to, right? Sue me. I want to go to the beach. I want to wear pretty clothes. Mm -hmm. I want to put on makeup Mm -hmm. um, and hair. (laughs) (laughs) And one of what I imagine must be an extensive collection of sunglasses. Oh, thank you, thank you. Oh my well, gosh, that came, about, that came about because of. The well, right, but like you, you wouldn't know. Like you're not wearing sunglasses, like the same pair of sunglasses. You, nope. mm, you make it work. It looks really great. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. I just decided I'm like, you know what? I am going to embrace this. Totally. And I don't. Every now and then, I want to post something to remind people that yes, even though. You see, you see the, the quote-unquote Instagram light. Bear in mind yeah. that there's a life, there's a human being behind this that is actually in pain. Mm-hmm. So just just remember that. Right. But I don't, you know, just, just every now and then to like level set people because people can, there's a lot of Instagram jealousy oh, thing yeah, yeah, looking yeah, yeah. at the if people's curated lives. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, like nobody, how, how, first of all, why are you believing it? Because... Right. People are posting highlights. That's my question. <laughs> That's Nobody my question to myself. Their... Right. All the time. Why am I doing this? I know that this isn't how this person actually lives. Ugh. But but it's it's natural. We all we, we all experience it to one degree or another. But yeah. you know, and it's not that you know the, in, the the posts are a lie. They're not a lie. They are a genuine. Hopefully genuine representation of whatever was happening at that time mm-hmm. right and that is okay but i always want to remind people that we are all multifaceted yeah. and so remember that there's a real human being a real human being that is not always um happy mm-hmm. that is not always made up mm-hmm. that is not always quote unquote looking fabulous and camera ready mm-hmm. and that sometimes needs support you know so yes i definitely want to communicate the joy and the lightness and all of that but I want to remind people, you know, don't totally buy into everything. Don't yeah. totally buy into it and be kind, be kind to people right. as well. And don't yeah. put, don't lean all of your weight onto a single person. I think particularly yes. at this moment to extend yes. your, your metaphor about the, or my metaphor, some, somebody's metaphor on this show. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I think the is. metaphor of the family structure. I think that yes. a lot no. of. People who are new to anti-racist work, and I would include myself in that group. Mm. Um, and yeah, so that the cohort of people that I'm in mm-hmm. um, can often find ourselves in the role of the uh, bad dad of like, I'm going yes. out to 
hunt and gather all of this anti-racist like information and resources Mm -hmm. and then I'll just bring it back for everybody and suddenly I'm a hero Um, and what that means is that the people who are creating this content like you and your sister and um, Rachel Cargill comes to mind and Austin Channing Brown and like all these people who have like books and they're like in a whole other yeah they're amazing they are amazing and so are you I mean anyone who I'm serious I'm not just being sweet I saw you (laughs) well thank you which is actually back to where we started let's not diminish ourselves (laughs) let's not diminish ourselves because you know before Rachel Cargill you know became Rachel Cargill in quotes Mm -hmm. right you're right (laughs) capital R capital C right exactly with a verified check she was she was Rachel yeah she was still she was doing the work and but you know she started and she built and Mm -hmm. so that is what you and I and my sister and others like us are doing and you have to start somewhere and I'm glad you brought this back up because you mentioned at some point that you didn't want to call yourself an activist with a capital A okay 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 all right um i'm thinking about that i feel like i'm gonna get auntied real hard right now you're what (laughs) i'm gonna get auntied real hard right now (laughs) i feel it it's tingling the anti-vibes are coming out (laughs) you're like okay fine i'll 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 do the capital a fine but uh, yeah no i'm curious as to why why you're not why are you not claiming that capital a I'm just curious. I guess because I um, I don't feel like I'm organizing anything. And to me, an, an activist with a capital mm-hmm. A is organizing something, whether it's an online space or a march mm-hmm. or a protest or um, a business of some kind. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I Interesting. Yeah, I, I can make what I make and I can do what I can do and say what I think and feel and say. And I put it out in the world. And I know from feedback from various people that it's like making a difference in people's mm-hmm. personal conversations. Um, but I don't feel like um, I do the same kind of work that like capital A activists do, or when I think of a capital A mm-hmm. activist. Mm-hmm. You're making you're making a face at me. <laughs> no, my, my face has no filter. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to pull back the anti-vibes. No. Oh my gosh! Don't pull them back. I, I'm just saying. I know it's coming. Yeah. Well. Okay. The. I understand why you have said why. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> I actually. It's interesting because of my sister, right? Mm-hmm. Um. I. She had posted an well several articles and then she did this one as like oh my gosh I'm like this is so amazing I'm going to create some quote graphics for you and because uh-huh. I knew she wasn't going to do it herself mm-hmm. so I'm like I'm just going to do it and then you can use them and in them I, I captioned her as anti-racism writer Sharon Hurley Hall mm-hmm. and she was like oh I had not thought of myself that way and I'm, <laughs> and I'm like there's this article and this article and this article and this article and the other 20 and they're all about anti-racism. So yeah, this is what, this is, this is who and what you are, but she had not thought of herself that way. Mm -hmm. Then but once I held up the mirror for her, Mm -hmm. and we all need people sometimes to do that for us. She was like, Oh, okay. I can, I can fit into this coat comfortably. Yeah. And then a few weeks later, I said something to her about being an activist. She's like, 
had the same <laughs> face I just made. Yeah. Exactly. Um, she was. She wasn't even bothered. She. She wasn't even talking capitalization. She wasn't. She wasn't ready to receive it at all. <laughs> and I was like, Yeah, you're. I you know, call it a digital activist. Call it whatever you want. Hmm. But you are an activist. That is what you are doing. You are do- doing that work. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think sometimes you have your nose down to the grindstone, mm. and you are just just trying to make a difference. Yeah. Just trying to do what you do, make a contribution how you can, and you're not looking at yourself, um, which, which is good. It's good to have that humility, uh, and it's good sometimes to not look at yourself that way because that keeps you work pure. Mm. But a little impurity never hurt anybody. <laughs> I'm just saying. You're going to capitalize the A at some point when you're ready. Well, thank you. I feel like I've been baptized. <laughs> really? And I'm wearing the guy for the people that can't see. I'm like literally. I'm like wearing like a, a white head wrap. <laughs> like, I probably do look like some kind of a, a Baptist healer or something. You know? Oh my God, I'm here. I'm here for that. That's for sure. I'm serious. I mean, I feel christened. So, thank you. I do try to like stay. Yes. Blinders on for for exactly what you just said. The the purity mm-hmm. thing of like. I mean, yeah. you and I are both on Instagram. It is. Mm-hmm. I just get the like narrow eyes at people who suddenly, uh, God, um, yes. you know, they just like, I, l- I live, I live for your eye rolls. I, really do. <laughs> I should make a highlights reel of just me rolling my eyes at things. Um, <laughs> be pretty on brand. Uh, yeah. There are people who have sort of christened themselves activists, but really what they are are salespeople and I'm um, trying really hard to notice that on Instagram. On, well, not just Instagram. I mean, like, there are people who do that not on Instagram, just on, like, yeah. the street. And uh, I really don't want to do that. I'm trying to stay vocal about um, and honest mm-hmm. about the fact that I am very much in the midst of, not the midst, at the <laughs> front half of my anti-racism unlearning and learning. Um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think the specific niche that I fill there is that I'm a person of color. I'm a queer woman of color who has Mm -hmm. so much to unlearn. And it's um, an uncomfortable place to be. Yeah. And I'm trying, so I'm trying to walk this line of like, I know a little bit more than the average Mm -hmm. like white person on the street about my own experience but mm-hmm. I certainly don't know everything. So I don't know. I feel maybe maybe instead of activist, I'm like internet park ranger. <laughs> Let me tell you which trail you might go on if you're looking oh for this gosh, kind of hike. That's kind of awesome. I like that, actually. <laughs> Welcome to the internet. Where do you want to go? I could, <laughs> I could work with um, with park ranger. I, I, I can see that. And then someday, someday I'll be an internet activist. But for now, I'm just a volunteer yeah. park ranger. That works. That works. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I like that. I like, <laughs> I, 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 you have defended your position. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I do my very best. I, I concede. I concede. <laughs> um, but I, it's interesting that you talked about learning and unlearning and mm. so on, because um, what people might not realize is even every, everybody's learning and unlearning, mm-hmm. right? And my sister and I, yes, we are black women, but there's, there's so much 
that we don't know about all of the other intersections of yeah. you know everything that's, that's, that's going on. Mm-hmm. So we too are learning. I, I think that there is this concept that some people have that okay, if you if you are black, mm-hmm. you, you you must know everything about this. Yeah. What we're all trying to to re- reconstruct, which is why companies are doing some lazy, performative foolishness. Yes. And I will stick to that word of <laughs> of um, you know they want to to make it appear that they're doing DEI work. Yep. Right. And so they pick some random black person, probably one of the two that is you know, they're in the company mm-hmm. and they're like, okay, you are our diversity expert now. And the person, I'm just like, well, I'm an accountant. Like, what, what, <laughs> well, what do, right? It's so, so annoying. So, so annoying. annoying. It is so oh annoying. Oh my gosh. My so wife. Please stop that. Yeah. My wife has this issue at her job, um, where, so she, obviously she's a, she's a gay woman. She's LGBTQ mm-hmm. identifying. And mm-hmm. at the beginning of um, March, not March, sorry, uh, May, I want to say, they brought in... Um, the months don't matter in 2020. Who cares? Uh, <laughs> yesterday? Right. I don't know. Um, at some point when we were still inside, mm-hmm. they brought in somebody to be like a... I think they just spoke for a day, and I couldn't tell you who this person was, whether they were where on the gender spectrum they were. But my wife was like... Okay, we're st- so then they started this diversity whatever task force or something, and my wife was like, "I would like to join this group," and she's white, and they were like, mm-hmm. "Well, we don't. I don't think that would be appropriate." She's like, "I am a. I am the only queer person that I know of in this mm-hmm. group. That also is part of it's your part diversity of, yes. inclusion like efforts. It's yeah. not like don't just bring in the token." Asian no. or black or na- or like indigenous person that isn't the fix. <laughs> it isn't. It isn't. It's not even and close. It's interesting because I rem- I'm trying to remember the name of that statue that was recently. I think it was recently unveiled. Some Greek. Oh, Medusa. Um, yes, Wh- Medusa. You know the, what I'm talking yep, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With okay. Perseus's head. Mm-hmm. With Perseus's head, right? And so the founder of the Me Too movement actually spoke out, who is a black woman, Mm -hmm. spoke out against it. And she said, look, we are not here um, advocating violence against men. Mm -hmm. That's not that's not who we are. I mean, yes, beautiful, beautiful um, sculpture, etc. But please do not conflate its messaging with our messaging because they're not the same. Right. You yeah. Know? And there's this tendency of people to sort of um, either overgeneralize or hyperfocus in ways that are entirely unhelpful. Yeah. Yeah. So like in, in, in your, in the case of your wife, right. Mm-hmm. It's like pr- probably I'm assuming what happened is they're thinking, Oh, you're a white, you said that she's white, right? Yeah. Yep. Right. You're a white woman. Therefore, you don't belong. Yeah. Right. And that's not what it's about. It's, it's not. It's not about um, ex- excluding white people or or who or whoever else. Mm-hmm. Right. Because everybody has a role to play. Yeah. Everybody has a role to play. Um, most people are 
multifaceted in some way, mm-hmm. right? So yes, your wife is a white woman, but she happens to be, I believe you said, a queer white woman, mm-hmm. right? And so therefore, um, you know, that is an area in which she, you know, she's not, she's not cishet white, right. right? And so stop trying to like chop people off and exclude exactly. and it is called inclusion for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's Everyone's kind of what I'm trying invited. To <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. But Um, the the thing that comes with everybody being invited is that everybody is invited. So if you're going to have a problem with everybody being invited, Mm -hmm. that's where you need to do the work. But like any kind of subreddit policing of like, well, Mm -hmm. Charlotte's wife, like you can't be part. Yes, you're a queer woman, but like you're white. And so that disqualifies you. There's actually no such thing as a disqualification when it comes to inclusion. I mean, Mm -hmm. I might even say when you are, especially when you are a cishet white person Mm -hmm. who Mm -hmm. earnestly wants to learn, like that is the person, like kind of in this election, I'm not making calls to Trump voters. I really want to get to the undecided person who wants help making a decision because it's like, I can educate you to the best of my knowledge. I can help doing this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I can't necessarily help someone who doesn't. I'm not feeling good about this election at all. Oh my, we need three more hours to talk about that. Yeah. Um, Let's let's not even start. Let's not even start. And I, I just, I just feel like if, where we as a country were poised to make the same mistake that we made four years ago. That's Absolutely. all I'm going to say on that topic. Yeah. And it is not a good feeling. It's not a good I'm feeling. Re- I'm ready to move back to Barbados. I, I, I can't. I, I, like, Bring me with you, please. <laughs> there is room in my suitcase. Feel free. <laughs> I, that is okay. I will end on an up note. I do have mm-hmm. to go. I'm so sorry yes. because I do. No, 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 that's fine. I would I was love to stay actual friends because this has been, I don't, there are not enough adjectives. I feel cleansed. I feel baptized, as I said, and I just feel like I found a super kindred spirit in you. So likewise, <laughs> I feel the same way. I really do. Good. So talk to me anytime. So I will leave you with this fun yes. fact about me, which yes. is I, if I could teach a class on anything in the world, it would be how to pack a suitcase because I'm really good at it. And I am your ultimate client. <laughs> I need help. Well, I'm serious. Just call. Just call me anytime on Facebook Messenger. I will. I'm an overpacker. Oh, I no. Confess. I can help. My name is Lisa and I'm an overpacker. <laughs> Hi, Lisa. Admitting it is the first step. Um <laughs> I am married to an overpacker. It just, and I respect her like choices as an independent person, but I just watch my wife pack and I'm like, are you really going to need something for every weather event? Like we're, it's the summer. Maybe you have to plan for rain, but like. You do. You don't need your boots. You do. It's, it's a mental itch. <laughs> it's a mental, it's a brain, your brain itches because just the possibility Okay, but then I would counter with this question, which is, where are you going that you're not going to be able to, and I guess it is dependent on people's economic situation, but like, in a pinch, you could probably buy a tacky gas station sweatshirt if you got chili, you know? But Instagram, darling, Instagram. (laughs) Touche, touche. 
All right, well, then you might have to go for the full gas station outfit for the ironic Instagram. Think about it. And then you have room in your suitcase. Too funny, too funny. Well, Lisa, thank you so much for agreeing to do this. What a bizarre setup. And I had the best time. This, This time flew by. It really did. I yeah. wasn't even keeping track. Thank you so much um, for inviting me. My pleasure. I had the best time. Me too. I hope now some yeah. of your introvert energy has been spent on this and you can take a nap or something. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I actually feel, I feel energized. I'm because, thrilled. Because, and I, it's, it's, it's interesting because I got excited because I'm like, oh my gosh, she's an introvert. She's <laughs> <laughs> She'll get it. She'll let me go. <laughs> No, I, I feel good. I feel good. good. So thank you so much for this. It, it's just been lovely. Thank you. Likewise. You have a great evening and I hope to talk Me to you too. soon. We will. Bye. Bye. Thank you again to Lisa Hurley for coming on the show. It's always been a pleasure to chat with you on Instagram, and as I suspected, it was even better to chat with you, quote-unquote, in person. As in person as we're going to get at this moment in time. Someday, we will meet in real life, and it will be great. I, uh, I hope that you are comfortable with giving me a big auntie hug at that point in time, but I can't, I can't say for sure if that's something you're into. We've Never Met is 100% and completely made by me, Charlotte T. Martin, and I do love making it, but I would also love to be able to pay somebody to do some of the, I don't know, editing on this show. I do it all myself. I book the, I book the guests. I record it in my closet, as you know, on pretty low-tech gear. If you have $2, $3, $5 to send my way on Patreon, I'd love for you to be a backer of the show at patreon.com slash Charlotte T. Martin. Every little bit counts. There are some really great goals that I'm working toward on that site um, that I think you're really going to like, and I post on that board every now and then with some behind-the-scenes stuff that you won't get anywhere else. As a final reminder about Speakeasy Coaching. It's now up and live, and I am here to help. And if you've listened all the way to the end of the show, if you use the promo code Let's Meet, that's L-E-T-S-M-E-E-T, you can get 15% off your first session with me. If you would like to meet on We've Never Met, or you've got a friend that you think I should meet on We've Never Met, feel free to send me a DM on Instagram or an email at charlottetmartin at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening to We've Never Met. And until we speak again, don't be a stranger.